Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Six five seven eight zero is the Air Comfort Service text line. We'll get to some of your questions coming up here in about fifteen minutes or so. But right now, I've got some questions for my guy Mike Petriello, MLB analyst for MLB Network and MLB.com. Always appreciate him joining us via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Mike, always appreciate him, man. How you doing today? I'm doing great, guys. Happy holidays. Absolutely, and same to you. Let, let's start with the news that Tanner just mentioned there in the Sports Center update. It sounds like the Rays are closing in on a 10-year, $200 million contract extension with Wander Franco. I, I am stunned, to say the least. I didn't know that the Rays would be willing to give out a contract like this, but if you do, he's the guy that you give it to. Uh, what is your reaction to the news that Franco looks like is going to get a 10-year contract from Tampa Bay? I could do you one better than that because I just saw reported by uh, Hector Gomez, who's a Latin American reporter, 12 years, $223 million. Oh, my God. For Wander Franco. And listen, that sounds like a lot. And it obviously, it is a lot to you and me. But I can't think of a safer prospect to make this kind of gavel on, right? Because he was the number one prospect in baseball. He's been highly regarded for years. And when he came up to the majors this year, again, he's still only 20 years old. Won't be 21 until March. And he came up and played half a season in the majors this year. And he looked great. Like, he completely lived up to every expectation we had. You know, an OPS plus of 129. So, it was about 30% better than league average as a 20-year-old. And so, you think 12 years, it's a long time. Well, it certainly is. But that only takes him up to 32. You know, and you think to yourself, well, okay, 200 and something million. But because of how good he is expected to be, if you think if he just played out like his normal six years and then got to free agency, he's probably getting a $200 plus million contract six years from now in free agency. You know, So for the Rays to get all of that for this kind of money, I know it sounds weird to say it's a steal, but it's a steal. Yeah, it is. I just didn't expect the Rays to be the team to do it because <laughs> everything you just said is absolutely correct. He's an outstanding baseball player and he is, uh, you mentioned this on Twitter. If ever there was a safe bet to give a 10 to 12 year contracts to it's him, but the Tampa Bay Rays are the team that trades everybody whenever they start costing any money. <laughs> now they just gave $20 million a year to a guy that has one year of, of, proving it in the big league so i'm just surprised that of all teams they were the one to do it i don't want to hear any teams anymore saying they can't do this when the rays just did it yeah well yes and no my we haven't seen the way the contract breaks down i'm I'm guessing it's probably not 20 million a year it's probably you know he was gonna make i don't know six hundred thousand dollars this year or whatever so it's probably more like two million and then four million and et cetera et cetera but while i agree with you about the rays i also think what they've done here is they have, and I, I hope this isn't what happens. Listen, I hope he plays for the Rays for 12 years and goes into the Hall of Fame with the Tampa Bay hat, right? But if, you know, six years, seven years down the road, he's a superstar and they decide they want to trade him, well, they're not trading a guy with one year left on his contract. You know, they can say, listen, we've already got him locked up for the next five years for, yes, a lot of money, but potentially less than what he'd actually be worth. You know, this is locking him up 
for the future. They're already going to have them for six years. They have really opened up their options for more than a decade. The only way this goes poorly is if he gets hurt, which is possible, and if he underperforms, which I would say is deeply unlikely. You don't get to the majors at 20 and perform as well as he did and not have a really great career. Like I've looked this up in terms of like Juan Soto before. The only guys who don't end up having great careers are the guys who get injured, you know, like a, a Tony Canigliaro or something like that. It's it's a lot of money, but it's such a safe bet. Mike Petriello is our guest here on 101 ESPN. This is not what I expected to be talking with you about today, Mike. <laughs> we we figured we'd be having you on to talk pitching, specifically the, the free agency market. And yesterday there was a little bit of news. Anthony DiSclefani, three years, $36 million to go back to the Giants. It sounds like Alex Wood getting something around two years, $10 plus million per. Do you think it's fair to say that sets the market for this mid-tier free agent starting pitcher, specifically looking at guys like Matson Gray? I, I figured 12 to 15 for them. Is is that about right now? Yeah, I look at Matts as being a similar-ish pitcher to DiSclefani. And as you said, DiSclefani got three and what, 36. I think Matts is probably in that range. Um, you know, it's it's been an interesting winter so far because teams are gambling on upside. And, you know, you saw how much money Verlander got for having not pitched in two years. And you saw how much money Syndergaard got as barely pitched in two years. But those guys have ace-level talent when they're right. As much as I like these Scalfani and Matts, I don't think anybody puts them in that ace-level category. So I, I think the mid-level pitcher is going to do maybe a little bit better than you thought. Obviously not the $25 million a year that Verlander got. But you're right. You know, you look at Alex Cobb. Uh, you look at John Gray, Matts, guys like that. I think you're going to see those guys getting three to four years is that like 10 to $15 million because everybody on the planet needs starting pitching. You know, obviously the Cardinals do, but so do a lot of other teams, the giants specifically, as much as I like Logan Webb, I think he's going to be a superstar. We saw it in October. Logan Webb got sent down to the minors as recently as July. <laughs> you know, like they do not have a starting pitcher. Uh, well, before Di Scalfani returned, they did not have a starting pitcher who had had a full solid major league season. And I, I think obviously Webb will be that guy, but the, the market is moving quickly, and if this is an area where the Cardinals think they need to, to be in, I, I don't know that you can wait that much longer to make some kind of move. And that's what that's where we're at where I'm at rather as well. These are the guys that seem to profile best for what they're looking for. They have said that they want like a number three starter. At least it's been reported that that's kind of the case. A number three starter that's going to give them some certainty. Uh, there have been some rumors that maybe they'd be interested in a Max Scherzer. I'm skeptical of that because it's going to cost 30 plus million dollars per year. And that just doesn't feel very Cardinals like if you were going out into the market and you know what this starting rotation looks like. Are those the guys you would be focusing in on as Mats and Gray, or are there other pitchers that you think profile better for what the Cardinals need right now? Yeah, it's not my money, so I would definitely say Max Scherzer. Sure. <laughs> as we all would. Or Robbie Wright. It, it comes down to when you look at this rotation, do you think they need depth or upside? Obviously, the answer is you'd like to have both, right? For me, I think you need a little bit more depth because look at the guys who are here as much as we all love Adam Wainwright, he's going to be 40 years old. I'm not saying he's not going to be effective or healthy next year. There's no reason to think that, but you know, still the fact of the matter is he's going to be 40 years old. And then you look at some of the other guys. If you look at the trio of Flaherty Hudson and uh, miles Nicholas, it, they combined for 131 innings last year. You know, obviously you hope for more than that. Hudson's another year away from the arm injury, um, but 131 innings from those three guys, it is a lot to ask them to go give you 150 innings a piece next year. You know, so yes, get Scherzer if you can, get Ray if you can. I honestly think they need to sign two pitchers. I would probably go out and take a risk 
on a high upside guy like Carlos Rodon, who was phenomenal for the White Sox, but has had some injury history. And then I would go out, I would also try to get a, a mid-level guy like a Matt, like a Gray. I mean, if you want to try to combine both of those, maybe you go get Marcus Stroman because he, as a ground ball pitch to contact guy in front of this very, very good St. Louis infield defense would make a lot of sense. Um, but I, I don't think it's necessarily as simple as saying, well, here's the one guy who's going to fix it. I do think they need more than one pitcher. Do you view starting pitching as their biggest need? Because this is something we were just talking about in the last segment is, okay, uh, it seems like if you're looking at their budget, they probably have 35, 30 to $35 million to play with this offseason based on their spending patterns in, in previous years. If I'm t- trying to divvy that up among the guys that they could potentially sign this offseason, it gets it gets really difficult pretty quickly if they're planning to also potentially re-sign one of their players internally, which is something the Cardinals like to do uh, in the offseason as well. I-, I think I would like to get one of those number three starters that we've talked about. I would like to bring back Luis Garcia and then it gets really tough. Okay, do you go get another bench bat? Do you go get another pitcher? What what do you do from there, Mike, if you were in charge of this team this offseason? What are the other needs that you're prioritizing? Yeah, I'm glad you said uh, pitcher and, and not just starting pitcher, you know, because they do need relievers as well, right? Everybody, it's clear you need a starter, but you probably need three or four new pitchers just in general, regardless of what role. Like, I would... If I'm running the team, I'd love to go out and get, you know, Corey Seager. I think that's obviously the biggest name. But listen, you can get by at shortstop with, with DeJong and Edmundo Sosa. I don't think it's a great situation because it's now been several years since DeJong really looked like a star. But, you know, the, the rest of the lineup looks decent enough that you can get by without it. I would focus on pitching as much as I could. And then what I would do, and this obviously depends a little bit on whether we have a DH in the National League next year. I think it's clear that we will. There's not anybody on this team necessarily who profiles to me as, oh, this is great. You know, we can get him off the field. We can take his glove away from him. He's our Kyle Schwarber or whoever that guy might be, because I hardly need to tell you all that the Cardinals defense is fantastic, right? There's nobody out there who's not a great fielder or at least a, a solid to very good fielder. I don't know that you're going to put Nolan Gorman in that role right away. So I think that might be where I try to focus my my uh, my offensive dollars. I think there's some teams like the Dodgers are a good example where they've got so many guys who are so flexible. You'll cycle guys through DH to give them a half a day off. That works okay. I don't think that's what you have here with the Cardinals. I think you've got some pretty solid starters if you're going to play Arenado every day in the outfield. The young trio is going to play pretty much every day. I would go find a guy who is a big bat and not care so much if he can field because that's a great spot for this particular team. Do you have a favorite of those guys on this market? Nelson Cruz. I know he's a million years old, but who doesn't like Nelson Cruz? I just want to see him Welcome playing. Welcome to the, the club, Mike. Happy to hear you agree. <laughs> <laughs> what what specifically about Cruz is what would appeal to you about him uh, for the Cardinals? Well, I mean, just like a, a solid track record of hitting. You know, you could look under the hood and say there were minor steps back this year, and it wasn't great for Tampa Bay. But if you look at Cruz, he has been, let's say, like twenty percent above average or better every year since 2013, you know, and off the field, he's got such a great reputation um, for being a clubhouse guy and especially working with the, you know, the, the young Latino players, not that the Cardinals don't have a good clubhouse by any means, but he has really generated a great reputation for how much he's helped, you know, the Mariners and the twins when he was there. And, you know, again, I don't really love the idea of cycling guys through. This isn't the right team for it. So listen, if you can get him, tell him to come in, tell him to mash. I think that's the best upgrade you can make. Mike Petriello is our guest for another minute or so here on 101 ESPN. Mike, final question that I've got for you. I mentioned that the Cardinals tend to like 
extending some of those guys that are getting into the arbitration years. They'll do it earlier on as well in the pre-arb years for some of their guys. If I told you, hey, you can sign one of these Cardinals outfielders to a five-plus year extension right now, O'Neal, Bader, or Carlson, if you were going to extend one of those guys this offseason, who would you go with, Mike? That is a really interesting question. I think we probably all agree that Carlson has the highest upside, and he's obviously the youngest. But I would also argue that uh, you've got enough time to wait. You can try to sign him to that extension two or three years from now. So focusing on O'Neill or Bader, I think I would go with O'Neill because as much as I like Bader and his defense is fantastic, it's pretty clear that O'Neill's got the bigger bat and obviously also a very good defender. So I'd say O'Neill first, Bader second, and then Carlson check back in three years. I like it. That's that's the one that I would go with as well. I also wondered what the price would be for O'Neill and free agency. And if you can get ahead of that, that certainly could potentially save you a lot of money. He's Mike Petriello of MLB Network and MLB.com. Mike, we always appreciate the time, man. Happy holidays to you and your family, and we'll talk with you again soon. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. With winter weather making it harder to stay active, here's a gift idea for the outdoor adventurer in your life. The Allbirds Mizzle Collection. The Allbirds Mizzle is designed for those who won't take snow for an answer featuring built-in puddle guard technology to keep the winter wonderland where it belongs, not in your shoe. The weather-ready sole offers enhanced traction, so you go on winter runs with confidence. And it's made with premium ZQ Merino wool, a naturally insulating material that keeps your feet warm and sports a low environmental impact. Allbirds displays their carbon footprint right on the shoe, so you can see the difference for yourself. On top of that, they actually offset the carbon footprint to zero, making their missile collection completely carbon neutral. So you can stay warm and dry while trading lighter. This holiday season, get on their nice list when you shop the Allbirds Mizzle Collection. Discover your perfect pair at Allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.